Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello once again, my friends, and welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring wisdom from the other side. According to many of my shamanic teachers, there are five major contributors to the opening of shamanic gifts. Genetic predisposition, traumatic childhood or major trauma as an adult, head injury, initiatory illness, or a near-death experience. Any one of these contributing factors can open a person to the other levels of reality. Many traditions have brutal initiatory practices imposed upon aspiring shaman. These initiations provide the trauma needed to shatter the initiate's prior reality, enabling them to access more expansive levels of truth. This shattering is necessary to facilitate entrance into the other realms, where esoteric information and wisdom can be accessed. But you don't have to be a shaman in training to experience this shattering and the resulting esoteric input. Anyone undergoing one of the five contributors might suddenly gain access to spiritual wisdom. Without shamanic training and guidance, these individuals are often left floundering between worlds, unable to gather and accurately decipher the wisdom they receive from the other side. The resulting gift is often seen as an impairment and the gifted one invalidated by mainstream thought. What's it like to have your life abruptly shattered and your perception expanded? In the absence of shamanic training, how can a person incorporate the new information and perspectives into their daily lives? How much more valuable esoteric information is falling by the wayside due to oversight and invalidation? Our guest this hour is more than qualified to help us find some of the answers to these very important questions. With us is Dr. Rajiv Pardi, author of Dying to Wake Up, A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and the Wisdom He Brought Back. He's a world-renowned cardiac anesthesiologist who is chief of anesthesiology at Bakersfield Heart Hospital for more than a decade before having a life-changing near-death experience. Dr. Pardee's study in complementary and alternative medicine has led him to formulate an integrative approach to total wellness. He tours the country extensively, holding workshops to demonstrate methods of healing, 
to help others overcome addiction, depression, and chronic pain. His website, dyingtowakeup.com. Dr. Party, thanks for joining us on the Sunday. No, it's my pleasure to be here. It's so it's wonderful to have you. Before your, your personal near-death experience, as a doctor, did patients ever talk to you about having near-death experiences? Yeah, you know, I had a patient about many, many years ago where I was giving anesthesia for a special kind of heart surgery where the aorta which comes from the heart needed to be repaired. Mm-hmm. And the only way it could be repaired was what is known as hypothermic cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. where we stop the heart, we stop the brain, we stop the lungs, and the patient is basically frozen, down to six, frozen, literally frozen. You know, there is no activity in every organ. And that patient, when he woke up, he was describing, oh, you were here, you were talking this, and I thought, you know, this patient had no blood going to his brain for 45 minutes. Maybe he is has hallucinating. Uh huh. So that's why I uh, cuckooed it. You know, Googled. at that time I didn't believe in spirituality that much. You know. So before having your own near death experience, you just kind of explained it away as a hallucination. Yeah, especially that the patient didn't have any blood going through his brain for 45, 50 minutes because he was totally frozen. Wow. Wow, that sounds like a reason to have a near-death experience, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break. We're going to return on the other side and go into depth about near-death experiences and what can happen and what we can find there. Dr. Party and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. In service to our listeners, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. The Science of Magic is produced by Realmar McConnell Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www 
HolisticCancerFoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Golda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Rajiv Pardi, author of Dying to Wake Up, A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and the Wisdom He Brought Back. His website, dyingtowakeup.com. Dr. Pardi, we were talking about different um, um, anesthesia that uh, can possibly um, show or create hallucinations rather than out-of-body experience. Would you describe the difference between the two? Yeah, you know, like uh, out-of-body experience is when the consciousness leaves the body and the person goes to different realms and they can accurately describe what happened. They may go to a different room, they may go to different realms. But hallucination is just a play of the mind. And most commonly, it happens with drugs, which are called dissociative anesthesia, like ketamine, which is a derivative of PCP. And that gives dissociative anesthesia. The person is hallucinating, but there is, he's imagining things from his childhood, and there is no flow to the thoughts of what they're describing. You know, random, it is random. So, so one is kind of like um, bilocating or um, remote viewing, and the other one is just fanciful? Exactly. Okay. So what led to your near-death experience? Yeah, you know, my near-death experience started with an emergency surgery around Christmas time, around Christmas time in 2010. The emergency surgery was done because I had prostate cancer surgery in 2008, which left incontinence. And uh, here I was put about 10 days before that an artificial splinter to control my bladder function. And that got infected, got a septic, severe infection. So I'm in living Bakersfield. So we have to go to emergency surgery at UCLA with high fever of 105. Mm-hmm. And... Then, during anesthesia, my consciousness left my body, and I could see the surgery, and then I went to different realms. 
So you could see the surgery as it was going on? Yeah, I could see the surgeons cutting me open and draining the infected fluid from the belly and from the perineum. Did um, did your body stop? Was there you know did your was there signs in in the surgery to the surgeons that your body was in distress that you were my body dying? did not I didn't have a cardiac uh, heart did not stop I did not have a asystole as people talk about you know asystole is when there's a flat line uh huh wow so you just left. <laughs> Yeah, but your but your body was still living. So uh, I guess you were able to substantiate the things that you did see. Therefore, it wasn't a hallucination. Is that correct? Yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, my wife doubted it too in the beginning, and you know, my then she came along. You know, one of the biggest differences between uh, near death experience and hallucination is the person who experiences that is a totally different or transformed person. It just changes you somehow. Exactly. Where hallucination doesn't necessarily. Yeah. What was going through your mind at the time? Uh, during uh, ND or after ND? Uh, when you when you first notice that you're 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 looking down at your body and you know you're out of it. Yeah, the first thing was you know, am I hallucinating? Uh, did, you know, did somebody use ketamine or something like that? Mm-hmm. But when I checked the record, it was not the case. Mm. And after that time, did you then go and make the effort to double check what you had seen for accuracy? Yeah. How did, how did the other doctors re- react to that? You know, like some of the reaction, like when the anesthesiologist came to see me in the operating room, his attitude, oh, maybe I didn't give you enough anesthesia, but my question was if it was not enough anesthesia, I should have been hurting. Because I have had patients, you know, who were kind of awake for a few seconds during surgery. And uh, that was not the case. Right. So that was, uh, oh, because uh, technically speaking, uh Auditory sensation is the last to go and the first to come back. Oh, so you hear, what you hear is the last thing. Yeah. Okay. But you were seeing things. Yeah. My whole senses were intact. I could even smell the infected fluid. Wow. And it's strange, you know. You know, as a doctor, you can't imagine how is that possible. You know, you mentioned being at the brink of hell during your near-death experience. What, what do you mean by hell? You know, hell was a place where I could hear a lot of uh, wailing, crying, torture, and I didn't want to be there, so I started praying for help and repenting things I've done wrong. For example, I was not very, very kind to my patients. I was technically very good. That's why I became chief of anesthesia. But but that was not uh, my... I don't didn't have connection to my patients. Okay, so you felt like you weren't real open-hearted? No, I wasn't, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I wasn't. You know, like talking to patients, I still remember I, I had a pain management practice too. Mm-hmm. And uh, there I would be busy writing a prescription to the patient rather than sit, sitting down and putting a hand on the chest or listening to them. But I was more mechanical. Right, right. How did you get out of hell? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People ask me that question. And to pray to God or pray for, ask for help and be repentant that if I survive or if I get out of hell, then I will lead a different life. Mm. So when first you were in the operating room observing what was going on, uh, what was the transition like from that awareness to one of being in hell? You know, the transition was, it was more like, 
more like uh, you know like in the star wars movies the stock war beam is cutting you are mm-hmm. here you are there that was okay. it so it was almost instantaneous yeah i understand you met angels during your near death experience um that still appear to you would you tell us a little bit about that yeah you know after uh, my my father showed up to rescue me from hell and as i was uh, i had a very difficult relationship with him and uh, but he was very kind and i realized that he did love me and he wanted the best for me and uh, from there i actually experienced some of the past lives which shared my present life but that was the tunnel part when i went to the other side of the tunnel i'm a hindu by birth but i was greeted by two divine beings and uh, they introduced me they were my archangels really yeah well, <laughs> you're hindu but you end up with archangels how did you explain that one i guess uh, you know there is only one spirit one divine one god you know the god has not divided the territories of allah has this jehova has this or hindu christian has this territory mm you know if you look from the space it is just one earth yeah, it just goes back to the unity doesn't it yeah yeah what For do me, the they're all different paths to the same mountain top yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it what did the angels tell you You know the angels were uh, two angels then rose more one was Michael the angel of strength and I was sick and I was I'm a doctor and angel was angel Raphael who's the angel for healers and they said you know like that my life is going to be different now like my job or con- my life purpose is going to change that everything will be okay but yeah So it it was really life changing for you. Or totally life changing. Do totally. do, angel, do those angels still show show themselves to you and give you information? Yeah. They do and they are very inspiring to me and actually nowadays the angel who shows up more is Angel Gabriel. Mm, okay. You know the one who is um uh angel for communication and talking and um he, some people call him he some cop call him she you know i i think they don't have any real sex uh but she i like to call her she she is very generous you know i that overwhelmed by speaking books uh, communication everything because i'm speaking from my heart and my message is very clean you know forgive love and heal mm mm-hmm. mhm so that's it's it sounds like before you had your near death experience that you you were pretty shut down in the heart in your work and now that's changed yeah i was shut down with my family and kids too i was working so hard like when my kids grew up and then with my father especially with my eldest son i started showing up like my father i was not physically abusive to him but i was not kind either as i was towards my younger son mhm did that change after your near death experience oh yeah i became a friend you know he went to medical school dropped out after 7 years failing so many times wasted 100 and th- few hundred thousand dollars in tuition fees normally i would have been very very angry and then i realized that i kind of pushed him into medicine like my father said you become an engineer or an architect or a doctor so you know like i let him choose what he wanted to and i was like a more like a friend to him and he now went into computers and he's very happy mm. so your family noticed quite a difference in you after the fact oh yeah that's what they all my boys to be honest were skeptical you know my wife and daughter were in the beginning but then they turned around but my boys are kind of agnostic in life in general mhm 
but they like the new dad. <laughs> new improved dad, huh? Yeah, version 2.0. Version <laughs> 2.0. I love that. And how do you feel about it? Do you feel more comfortable being who you are now than who you were? Oh, yeah. And see, the biggest change what happened was like in my life, like my happiness, my joy does not depend upon outside objects or mm. as a matter of fact, even on people. My joy, my happiness comes from within. Like I was trying Beautiful. to get it from outside. I bought it, made it well, ten thousand, three million dollar house. It's time for another short pause. Sure. Dr. Priority and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. 
Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is world-renowned cardiac anesthesiologist, Dr. Rajiv Pardee. His website, dyingtowakeup.com. Um, uh, doctor, you said when um, you speak of a being of light that you experienced, what is that exactly? You know, being of light was like... Uh... The closest I can describe would be like thousand suns shining at the same time. But mm. it was not hurting and it was very serene and peace, uh, peaceful. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I describe it was like a Sanskrit word Shanti, like which is deep peaceful state. Bliss, or you can call it Nirvana. When, when in your near-death experience did that show up? So was that after you had um, uh, gotten out of the hell-like experience? After hell-like experience, I went through the tunnel and where I met my father and I experienced my few uh, past lives, especially the two past lives were one where I was a mean, cruel prince in medieval times and I was whipping poor farmers with my right-hand whip. And uh, I used to have chronic pain in my right wrist prior to uh, experiencing those farmers. And I asked forgiveness from them. And uh, my wrist pain went away. Actually, I had uh, three, uh, what, three surgeries on my wrist. And wow. that pain went away. I asked for forgiveness. So what I'm, you know, I was discussing with Dr. Raymond Moody, you know, the father of NDE. How is that possible that you can go back and ask forgiveness? And mm-hmm. his was that there is really no time and, you know, as we understand as a linear time, mm-hmm. that there is what you call past, present, and future can exist at the same time. That is hard to wrap your head around, isn't it? But there's sure, sure a lot of evidence of it anymore, isn't there? Yeah, people talk about parallel universes. Right, right. Yeah, and the linear mind has trouble with that one. Yeah. You know, it's it sounds like uh, it sounds like the hell experience was almost like what some people call the bardo, or like when you see your life pass before your eyes when you're drowning, like you're climbing out of the frequent the lower frequency realms and moving through the places where your frequency would was compromised through your own actions. Do you think that's what forgiveness has to do with, is correcting that frequency? Oh, yeah. Forgiveness is, is a very, very high vibration frequency. And similarly is love. Actually, forgiveness comes, there was one doctor, I think Dr. Hawkins, who measured all the frequencies of different emotions. Yeah, I think it was Dr. Hawkins. Yeah, from Arizona. And uh, it is elevating a frequency by forgiving about cultivating forgiveness and compassion and starts with your own self boy doesn't it have to start with yourself how can you forgive others if you're still carrying guilt exactly and forgiving your own self i found out was one of the most difficult things yeah i've heard it said that that's the one thing that really stops complete healing is the person cannot forgive themselves exactly exactly that was the hardest for me you know why was i not a better doctor connecting to my patients why didn't i treat my wife as equal partner you know my i was following the old indian hierarchical model you know the husband comes to the top then wife then children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but then i started following vertical, horizontal model, and uh, that changed everything. You know, change seems to be the theme here. You went onto the operating table, one person, with one set of beliefs, and when you returned, 
was the change instantaneous or did you have to work with it for a while? It was part of it was instantaneous and part of it uh, revealed itself. It was, I mm-hmm. would say, mm-hmm. to answer your question perfectly, it was both. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, did you doubt yourself for a while? Did you wonder if this was just a hallucination? I didn't doubt it. It was very real for me. And as the things went along, the change in me, the evidence started showing up. You know, I didn't care for the outside. As I said, the happiness is the inside job. I didn't care for, I used to have a Hummer. I used to have a sports Mercedes and a sports BMW. I used to change car every three years. But now I have a Camry hybrid, which is five or six years old. And uh, my life literally and figuratively went from Hummer to hybrid. Mm. <laughs> um, would you mind describing what was it like then? How did you get back to your body? How did you find your way in? You know, I woke up with a jolt in my body. You know, like if somebody is shocked, they show in the movies. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, that's what I remember waking up in the recovery room with a jolt. And the first person I saw was the recovery room nurse hooking me up to the different monitors. Right. And so was that I, a normal time to wake up as far as your experience as a doctor goes? Or were you premature coming out of the anesthetic? No, that's a normal time. Mm-hmm. Some patients, depending on the anesthesiologist, you know, sometimes you wake them up totally in the operating room and sometimes you take them almost half asleep to... Uh, in uh, a recovery room. So, uh, all told, how long were you gone? You know, it's very hard to say, but looking at the clock, I think about 20 minutes, I think. And how long did it feel like? How much time did it feel like? Oh, it felt like, um, you know, sometimes it felt like uh, I was intense, you know, because you lose the linear time. So that's why it is kind of difficult to exactly... See, but I think I was there for, like, uh, eternity. Mm-hmm. That, there w- that was my home. There we go to the there is no time factor again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you explain the spiritual life revealed to you during your near-death experience? You know, the spiritual life are, were revealed to me what I came to call this eternal truths. Like the eternal truth was that we all have pre, uh, past lives and we probably will have future lives. That there are higher beings, guides, angels, saints who are willing to help us, but we have to ask for help. They don't become the object of prayer. The prayer is only for the divine or God or whichever way you call it. And uh, then that uh, the true nature of reality is love itself Mm. Mm. and we all are connected to each other we all are connected to each other did did you share your experience uh with anybody outside of your family and the doctors um how long did it take you to i know now you're sharing it openly how long did it take you to feel comfortable sharing it you know then i gave up anesthesiology so i had to share some relationship and that my passion is to share the truths I learned. And I had done it for 30 years, but, uh, you know, their attitude was, you know, kind of he has gone cuckoo or what. Yeah, exactly. This guy's in need of some meds, right? Yeah, I like <laughs> me, you know, as I was telling you about the patient who had uh, uh, describing after a special surgery of, who was frozen to, you know, so we can operate, and you can only freeze somebody for 45 minutes to an hour before they have brain damage. Mm-hmm. And he was, I gave him actually Haldol, an antipsychotic medicine. Wow. But looking back on that, you wonder, huh? Yeah. 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 And, you know, this is, this is a question that comes to me when I work with people that have, you know, these out-of-body and near-death experiences. Isn't it difficult with our with our, our societal reality totally rejecting the possibility? How does a person integrate the experience, and what are the difficulties they face when that happens? Oh, you know, that's why the, the biggest uh, challenge people f- 
faces in their own, first of all, their own relationships, because the divorce rate is almost double the normal in people who have had near-death experience. You know, like Dr. Evan Alexander, who wrote the book, Men Are, uh, no, no, that was John Gray, the, who wrote the book, uh, Proof of Heaven. Mm-hmm. He ended up with divorce, and so many other people I've learned who went with divorce. Because the person who was their spouse could not adjust to the new person. Yeah, it's like a totally new person. There's some concept called walk-ins, um, a spirit that walks in. D- is, it, is it that extreme? Yeah, I've heard about two, but that was not in my case. You know, like when bo- one body leaves, another soul comes in, or you are there and the other body, wa- other soul walks in and uh, takes over your body. Isn't this more like more of you came back than what left? You know, that's a very good thing you're asking because it was more of my authentic self, my connection to the spirit of soul, which we all are. And then we put on different masks. And that were being shed like a onion, you know, different layers. Mm-hmm. So kind of like um, in the uh, shamanic initiation, your uh, ego or your little box of who you thought you were was shattered and allowing you for more perception of who you truly are? Exactly. And that is available to all of us. And the three vehicles I recommend to feel your authentic self or connection to your soul. So you can be as prayer, meditation and service service is very important you know prayer is still for your own self but meditation you know prayer and meditation are for yourself but service to others is what really gives meaning to your life and connects you you know my many of my shamanic teachers taught that it was very important to what they call balance your shield and that's uh, balancing unconditional love of self with unconditional love of other. If you can't f- forgive yourself, you can't find unconditional love of yes, self. Exactly. And if you can't connect your heart, you can't find unconditional love of other. It sounds like this experience shattered all of that binding and you were able to do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can a person obtain this spiritual life you describe without having to die or nearly dying? Exactly. That's what... Uh... Uh, one of my messages is that you don't have to die to realize these truths. They're available to you right now. And it's through those three steps? Yeah, you know, prayer is very useful. And then, you know, asking for, and then meditation, you know, like the way I describe it, prayer is when you uh, talk to God or, and, or universe or your higher self, you know, like, and... Uh, that uh, meditation is when God talks to you. Mm, okay. Okay, nice. Well, it's time to take another little break here. Dr. Party and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. And if you have something to share, please email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Love to get your messages. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. 
Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is Dr. Rajiv Pardi, author of Dying to Wake Up, A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and the Wisdom He Brought Back. His website, dyingtowakeup.com. Uh, Doctor, we have alluded to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but what do you learn uh, about what you now refer to as the disease of materialism? You know, disease of materialism is like, as I was describing, that having more... There's difference between disease of materialism and abundance. Okay. 
money is not bad because it's the energy if you don't have the money you can give to a charitable causes like shelter for disprivileged kids or women abuse but materialism is a selfish pursuit of money like it's all for me to get ahead and no matter if i step on other toes like i built a big house because i wanted to have the biggest house among indian doctors mm. and mm-hmm. driving fancy cars because my friend was driving fancy cars mm-hmm. like when you care for the outside world more than you care for your spiritual world mm-hmm. you know and some people believe they're no better than the cars they drive yeah you know so, like uh, you, you want to show off but when and, you give up the, the disease of materialism is when you give up you know what they say in america uh, jo- because the jones have it uh, you yeah. want to yeah yes keeping up with the joneses keeping up yeah. with the jones yeah joneses yeah now but, i drive a camry you know like my friends say what happened to him why is he driving a camry because some of our housekeepers have camrys i don't give it i don't care you know that it seems like our media and television and advertising and marketing has kind of helped create this sad state of affairs where we i totally identify with our possessions do you agree with that and how can we get beyond it yeah very you know like if you look at uh, car advertisements most of the time they're showing uh, skimply dressed beautiful women with a very nice figure and that's to talk to your primal or lower brain the emotional part amygdala but then there is another brain which is i call buddha brain or technically called prefrontal cortex which can exert control over your deep uh, uh, primal brain emotions so if you cultivate that part with prayer meditation and service mm. then you can get over the primal brain or you know the sexual they all are very ads are kind of stimulating your primal not exactly sexual but primal attraction you were directed re- to return to your physical life in other words they kicked you back out right yeah. <laughs> but um but I, what I, I what I what I'm curious about it it says you're supposed to come back and teach consciousness based healing what was that and what is that you know basically it's based on like it's based on actually what einstein said i found like like a solution to a problem cannot be found at the level of the consciousness where it was created so for addictions for depression and for healing from you know like somebody has a cancer consciousness based medicine is not going to heal the cancer magically it's not going to be a cure as such but it will heal the spiritual body where the patient is more comfortable with that and may they even find a calling and a higher purpose in that how has it changed your personal life working from this from this angle oh it has changed a lot you know like uh, i sold my cars sold my big house i had a 10000 mortgage and i live in a modest house now and i simplified my life and i am much much happier and I, that happiness i said i realize comes from within me mm mhm connecting to the spirit the source of all joy not from outside objects why do you think you personally were given this information and instruction you know that's I've been asked so many times and I I guess my past life karma or that's my calling my passion or my soul contract. Mm. Mhm. Do you do you continue to get instructions from the other side? Oh yeah. My father shows up in my dreams and the angels especially angel Gabriel. Yeah. Mm. That gives me the ideas for books or lectures and what to do, you know. Mhm. So do you sit down and have a good old fireside chat with them and can you ask questions and get answers? Yeah. You know like uh, sometimes I really want an answer I write the question under my pillow before I go to sleep. 
and I kind of pray, not pray, but go into peaceful meditation. So many times these beings show up in my dreams and I have the answer. It's interesting. So, so the messages come through in your sleeping as well as in your meditation. Are they yeah. different one from the other? No, they are almost the same. Quality is the same. Hmm. How can you tell uh, that your the messages you're receiving are accurate and not just a processing dream or a fanciful idea? How can because people tell the difference? Things come true, and if I follow the messages, usually things work out. Oh, so so you're precognitive with them sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Can you give an example? You don't like the idea for my book. You don't like. Uh, I'm a first time author basically, and uh, my book was picked up by Simon and Schuster, the biggest publisher in the United States, hmm. and it became a overnight Amazon bestseller the day it was published. Wow. Yeah. Is you know so. Things are happening which I never imagined. Well, when you're in the closed-down state of identifying with your possessions, we don't have much imagination there now, do we? No, because as I used to talk to my friends, do I own the house or the house owns me? Yeah. 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 What, what motivations drove your life before the near-death ex- experience that... What are the major ones that changed? You know, the main thing before was, quote, unquote, the American dream. You know, I was an immigrant who came in 1982 with very minimum money. I drove taxis in New York, worked as a, in the stores. And uh, then uh, from there, my American dream became a runaway American dream. As in? You know, like uh, cars, possessions, competing with the Jones. And it uh, was never an end. It's I built up, I think, about three, four houses, one bigger than the other. How much do you think you're not being born in this country and having the experience of being an immigrant and then being uh, a rich doctor, if you will? How do you think that being able to experience both helped you to integrate your near-death experience and the life changes? You know, actually, it turned out to be positive in the sense that it, uh, as you said, balanced the shield between going to one extreme of materialism and other side is giving up everything and going to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Because I still, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have still three kids in college. I have a mortgage to pay. I have bills to pay. So one doesn't, you know, like what Buddha describes is a middle path. Again, you know? balancing your shields, huh? Yeah. And or and practicing love, like Jesus taught about love. And you know one pra- thing what I realized: the unconditional love can best be described by a Sanskrit or a Pali term, which is known as mudita. And mudita is I'm happy because you are happy. Mm. It's very hard to practice, and one of the ways to practice that is by forgiveness or praying for the people's wellness who have wronged you. It's a very hard thing to do. It is, but you know, like you say, you can't receive love if you don't feel deserving of it. Yeah. And if you if if you can't forgive yourself, if you, you can't forgive others, if you can't forgive yourself, if you can't forgive yourself, you can't receive love or share it. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't, if you, you have to become the love itself. If you don't have that, how can you give it to others? Yeah. <laughs> you can't give what you don't access, right? Exactly. <laughs> we have a little less than a minute here. What's the single most important thing your near-death experience taught you? You know, the mantra, forgive, love, and heal. Mm. Beautiful. And what would be the first step you'd suggest others to take in order to access the spiritual information that you have you know, been enriched with? Start praying whichever religious faith you are from. Then start meditating. You know, meditations are of different kind. 
mantra meditations like uh, I even had a uh, for my Christian friend I made him a Sanskrit version of Jesus like Om Jesus Namaha which means Om is the universal sound Jesus is Jesus and Nama means I bow down to Jesus. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Dr. Party, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Our guest this hour has been world-renowned cardiac anesthesiologist and author of Dying to Wake Up, A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and Wisdom He Brought Back, Dr. Rajiv Party. His website, dyingtowakeup.com. This has been The Science of Magic. Join our email family to be the first to receive our thought-provoking, topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you access wisdom from the other side. 